Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Welcome back, my friend. I am super delighted that you have clicked play on this particular episode. I believe the title is going to be If You Argue for your limitations, you will always get to keep them. You know, we sometimes want to create something beyond our current experience of life. Sometimes we have these dreams of what we would really like to show up for us or that we would enjoy experiencing. It would be really nice if fill in the blank. I know that sometimes we call this daydreaming, and I want to encourage you to make daydreaming a regular, recurring, daily experience. You know, when I uh, was growing up, I often heard people who would strike out and start something new, like, I'm going to play an instrument, or I'm going to take some singing lessons. And Within a couple of lessons, they would demonstrate for the first time publicly to some peers or friends or whatever, and they would play, and well, they're new at what they're doing, and and oftentimes, you would hear the phrase, and maybe you already have gone in your own mind where I'm going with this, but you've probably heard people say to someone in such a scenario, oh, that's great, but don't quit your day job. (laughs) Whatever you do, don't quit your day job. You simply aren't good enough to make a living from that. (laughs) It's kind of what's meant by that statement. You know, don't quit your day job. Well, I want to encourage you to begin to start thinking about a new phrase. Don't quit your daydream. Don't quit your hobbies. Don't quit your passions. Just because you're not excellent at it right now, just because other people don't see what's driving your desire to learn this new skill, to break through to new levels of success in something that you've not previously attempted before. Whatever you do, don't let the thoughts of others, and most importantly, and really there's the only thoughts that can keep you from experiencing anything, don't let your own thoughts keep you from daydreaming. You see, I used to struggle many years ago with this belief uh, that I could ever make a living encouraging others through conversations. I I, I didn't even think of it as, as a coach at the time because I didn't know a lot about coaching back in the day. And I'm talking about the early 2000s. And as a result of that, I thought, okay, well, maybe I could make a living doing that if I were a full-time pastor. And at least pastor is a position, a career option, where one is known for being an encourager and who comes alongside folks who are 
struggling with various different things and where that pastor can inspire, educate, encourage, uplift. And and that really seemed to be the primary thing in my mind as an opportunity for career. And that was the career I was going to pursue. But I joined the family business along the way and became an insurance agent. And I found that, wait a second, I'm actually making a living far more financially successful as an insurance agent than I would ever be, at least in my mindset at the time, as a pastor of a church. Now, I've since discovered that there are some pastors in this world who make significantly more money than the average insurance agent. But that is very rare. But who who cares how rare it is? The question is, is, is that what I want to daydream about? And it became very clear to me after more than a decade's you know, working inside the official ministry capacity behind the scenes of things that eh, that may not be the atmosphere and career that I would like to choose. And I am having an incredible amount of impact in the lives of people in my community through insurance work. And gosh, you talk about having encouraging conversations and getting paid for it. Uh, I mean, I literally spoke to people at the deepest moments of crisis in their lives, and I've talked about this before. I've, I've, ta- I've been on the phone with somebody who just called, they just got the call. I'm the next person that they've called since uh, they got the call from the police that their child was just killed in a car accident, or a husband that had just passed away, or a wife that had just passed away, a, a home that had just burned to the ground, a I could go on and on with the number of times where my special, unique gift of being a comforting voice of encouragement and support to help people overcome some of the deepest struggles and obstacles in their lives. As an insurance agent, I was afforded that opportunity to be that for those people. And I, I genuinely thought, gosh, I, I, I guess this is what I'm going to do with my life. I thought I was going to be a full-time pastor, but it seems like insurance agent is the way. And of course, that was until I discovered podcasting as a hobby. Playing around, I didn't wasn't looking for it to make me any money. I was making a, a lot of money as an insurance agent. I was doing incredibly well. But all of a sudden, my wife and I started podcasting as a hobby about a secular television show called Lost. And as a result of that, some things happened. We People started listening and people started writing in and saying, wow, I'm so encouraged by the words that you and your wife share. Can I ask you some questions about something you hinted at? Can you tell me what it, how, how on earth did you become debt free? How do you handle this in your married life? How do you handle this in your parenting? How do you handle this with a, a, a dad who's an alcoholic and a drug addict? Can I ask you some questions? Do you mind if I ask you about your faith? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was inundated on a daily basis with people who were asking me some of the most deep and meaningful conversations one can ask. And yes, these questions came up from time to time in my work as an associate pastor. And yes, there were times as an insurance agent that I did get to have those meaningful uh, crisis moment conversations with people and and also to educate people on certain things to help them achieve some of their goals financially and stuff like that. But, 
you know, those those things happen just enough to keep me in the game and thinking that's what maybe this was life is all about. You get to do some of these things that you really feel most called to do in this world every now and then, but you got to make a living. And so, yeah, you spend a lot of time, m- most of your time, filling out paperwork or entering things into a computer system or faxing proof of insurance cards or whatever the case may be. And the reality is, is about 90% of my time is doing mundane things that I desperately don't enjoy. That, I don't know if that, ling- that sentence made sense, but you get the idea. But gosh, about 10% of the time, I do get to do something meaningful. And every now and then, that's like, okay, this, this makes it all worth it. But I was getting these questions on a daily basis. And now all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, the, taking this phone call of this person who wants to buy a policy for their home that they just purchased and th- going through all the processes of you know, quoting the different possibilities of coverages and and deductibles and all this other stuff, it began to be a bit of a distraction from my responding to an email from a person who is listening from Hong Kong or Sri Lanka or Australia or Saudi Arabia. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm having these deep, meaningful, encouraging conversations with people via email Sometimes time shifted through reading their email after given permission by them and responding them with, to them with a uh, personalized audio podcast episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, what? I, I, it would be great. Gosh, I wonder if I could ever make a living doing this instead of insurance. This is even more in alignment in alignment with who I feel called to be, but. I struggled to believe that I could make a living from encouraging others through conversation or through coaching. So here was my limiting beliefs. You don't get paid to do your hobby or the things you love to do in this world. I mean, seriously, who who does that? Well, back in the day, I never really gave much attention to the fact that there were people out there who make incredible livings, doing things that they love, that were their purpose, their mission in this world. It just wasn't, it wasn't my perception of the world. It was kind of like that reticular activating system. I'm sure you've heard of the RIS, reticular, reticular activating system. It's basically a part of your brain that decides what's important. Whatever you focus on, it, it, whatever you decide is important, your mind will focus on and find those things. So, for example, you may go through life and one day you, and I I, I just a couple years ago bought a 2021, uh, what was it, a Honda Accord SE Sport Special Edition, something like that. Anyway, so I got this brand new car, and when it, when they brought it out, it was the only, it was the very first 2021 off the lot. I bought it in 2020, and they pulled it around, and when I saw the color, I'm like, oh my goodness, I love that car. I have never seen that color on a car before in my life, <laughs> and I instantly knew I had to have that car. Well, guess what? Within 24 hours, I'm seeing that car everywhere. Now, wait a second. Didn't I just tell you it was the very first one off the lot, the very first 2021? Yeah, it was the very first 2021. But you know what? There were hundreds of thousands of 2020 Honda Accord Sport SE uh, editions that look 
almost identical to the 2021 model in the same exact color. I was parking next to cars that looked identical to my cars, just my car's one model year newer than theirs. And here I had been driving on the road every single day and these cars were passing me every single day and I never once saw them because my mind wasn't, it. my mind didn't think to look for that kind of thing. But once I had my own, the reticular activating system says it might be a good idea for me to store the image of this color and this shape of a car and that way, whenever Cliff walks out into a parking lot looking for his car, I can help him find it. And because my brain and my subconscious mind is now looking for that, that particular set of data as I'm driving down the road, as I'm walking anywhere where there's lots of cars, I can easily point out two or three cars that are they look exactly like my car I could barely go for a drive today if I were to drive five to ten miles it's almost I'm almost certain to pass that car my car a duplicate of it but the thing is is I had always been passing those cars and I just never noticed it before and it's the same way it's like the idea of that model that shape of the car and that color of the car, in my subconscious mind, I never thought to look for it. It it wasn't even on my radar, if you will. And because of that, at the same in the same way, finding people or seeing people who were making a living doing things that they love to do in this world, seeing people who took a hobby and turned it into an incredibly po- profitable career. I just didn't know that that existed. But in hindsight today, gosh, I I see that throughout my entire lifetime, the most successful people are people who turn their hobbies into their full-time career. Some of the most profitable people on this planet became profitable by following and pursuing their passion. But no, my limiting belief at the time is like, you don't get paid to do your hobby or to do the things you love to do in this world. Matter of fact, here's a question I asked. Why should I earn money doing what I love when there are so many other people who suffer working two and three jobs, doing things that make them miserable, just to barely provide for the minimum needs of their family. Now, I can tell you right now, if I ask that question, I'm always going to get an answer. Now, the question assumes that I shouldn't, and, and so that the way that I'm phrasing the, and framing the question is going to ask, it's like, well, I shouldn't. And so what happened is for me is I began to ask that question as an insurance agent in my community. I certainly know plenty of people who fit the category of exactly what I'm talking about. I know many people who were working two to three jobs, working, you know, they're literally getting by on approximately two and a half hours to four hours of sleep per day. If that sometimes they're working, you know, I, I knew people who worked 18 hour shifts, seven days a week. Uh, and, and I know that that sounds extreme, but it's a reality for some people. And I know that these people are absolutely exhausted, worn out, burned out. 
and they're, they are filled with anxiety, fear, worry, and doubt, and they're just barely able to pay their insurance bill. They're just barely able to pay their their rent or their mortgage or their car payments or whatever other financial obligations. And I know this because, well, in the insurance industry, I was also very involved in running lots of credit reports. And so I know what credit reports showed. And so I saw the reality of people who are, you know, out there doing what they need to do to put food on the table, to put protection, to provide for the 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 physical health needs of their family. And and I'm sitting there as like who am I to sit here and date I mean I, I have such an incredibly secure career. I have I'm incredibly profitable. I could sit here and work 40 hours a week. I I worked more. But I could work 40 hours a week and I could provide for all of the financial needs for my family. I could put money into retirement. I could build a savings fund. I used it to get out of debt. And my wife and I, when we first got married, we built up lots of debt. I brought the debt into the marriage and, and then we, we built it up. But as a result of my insurance career, I had become debt, debt free in two, February 2007. As a result of my career, working one job, and a job that was well respected and by most people anyway. And so, you know, the thing is, it's like, wow, who am I to think about leaving this to go do my hobby? Oh, and matter of fact, I, I, there are some people that when, when I began to speak about this publicly, Cliff, don't give up your day job. Seriously, don't give up your day job. I, I heard it. You know, I, I have a passion for golfing, but do you see me going out there trying to get people to pay me to go golf? Well, I, I, and, and these are the kinds of things that would go through my mind, but the reality is, is, well, gosh, are there anybody out there who actually makes a living playing golf? And you'd be shocked that Tiger Woods is not the only guy, you know, or whoever that uh, Jack, whatever, I don't know, I'm not, a, I've never been into golf, but uh, anyway, the, the, there's, there's lots of people who actually do make a living from golfing. There's a lot of ways one can make a living golfing, but I did, I wouldn't have actually thought about it back then, because back then, even though there were professional golf careers, people who were doing what they love, whether it be doing golf as a as as a professional golfer and, and doing these different tours, having all these sponsors, or whether it's people who created a golf course that provides an, an, an amazing environment, whether it be golf instructors who teach people how to fall in love with this or improve their game. There's so many different, but I would have never thought of that when that person said to me, look at me, you don't see me trying to make a hobby out of my golfing. You know, no, you you got to do something, you got to do something responsible. You got to do something responsible so that you can earn a living so you can do your hobby. So, so give up on this daydream of you, stop daydreaming about turning your hobby of podcasting or encouraging others through this content that you're doing. That's, that's crazy talk, Cliff. Nobody does that. You know that. Now, it, very few people ever said those words to me. And in fact, I don't know that anybody ever actually said those words directly to me. In fact, I, it, it's been so long ago, I, I wonder if somebody actually did ever say those, those words directly to me. I may have been so frail at the time that it would have 
it would have instantly put an end to my daydreams. Oh, you're right. But you know what? I had witnessed other people saying those statements to other people or about other people. And it just took me witnessing that line of thinking to all automatically begin to adopt that line of thinking for my line of thinking, thinking, you like that? That line of thinking for myself. And so I'm like, who am I? I got this great career. Do you know how many people have just lost their jobs? Have come in and they're 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 behind on your payments and their their insurance is canceled and and now the mortgage company is asking for proof of insurance and that's not there and their home's going to get foreclosed. I mean, and and here they are working two or three jobs, and I want to leave this to go do what? <laughs> yeah, I had some limiting beliefs. Now, the other thing is, is that people understand, the other, the other limiting belief that I had is people understand and accept you in a known and trusted responsible career such as insurance agent. I mean, what would people think if they learned that I left that behind to encourage people through podcast content? What is that? I mean, aren't there people out there saying that podcasting is dead? Or worst case scenario, what if I succeed? Worst case scenario, best case scenario, what if I succeed? What if people become bitter and resentful at the fact that you're getting so well paid to do things that are fulfilling? What What if all of a sudden you sit behind, you wake up in the morning, sit behind a microphone and start creating content and and you become wildly profitable? What if people start to become bitter and resentful that you're getting paid so well to do things that light your fire, that get you excited about life, while they're eking out a soul-sucking day job just to barely put food on the table and they're still struggling? What ha- what happens when when all of a sudden you it's like listen I don't even know if I can be around this guy it's just, whatever and, it, and 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 you lose all of those relationships the, these are thoughts that did cross my mind barely did they ever reach my conscious awareness it, they did at times that's why I, I'm I did become aware of them but most of the time and, and it's in hindsight that I can look back to just see how much at, at a subconscious level this was actually what was dis- determining the thought process in my mind and and so I could go on with the limits limitation after limitation after limitation because I certainly had a lot of limitations and what I've learned, And what I want to share in this episode is if you have limitations, which I'm sure you have limitations in certain areas of your life, we all do, okay? Even me today, I have limitations about what's possible, blah, 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 blah. But if you argue for your limitations, nobody can ever take them away. That is one thing that is one of the powers that you have is nobody can change what you believe. If you argue for what you currently believe being true, if you argue for your limitations, you will get to keep them every single time. All right, so the question is, how do you break free? How do you discover new levels of success? How do you go out and take a dream and turn it into reality? Well, there are three 
affirmations that came along my journey that that helped me identify what made my transition from a daydream of making a living encouraging others through conversations a reality transitioning away from a very responsible, very reputable, very profitable, and very secure career as an insurance agent. Selling auto, home, life, business, and health insurance in a family-run insurance agency that was started by my grandfather in 1937, and I was next in line to take it over from my dad. Independent insurance agent, one of the largest agencies around, and I was one of the most successful agents in the country. How on earth did I do that? Well, I'm going to give you three affirmations, statements that I believe to be true. Number one is never give up on your, don't stop daydream or what, hold on, I've got it on a sign here. Don't quit your daydream. It's just, just write that down. Put, put, I've got a little, one of those little wooden plaques. My wife bought it for me. And it just simply says this. It says, don't quit your daydream. That's it. Don't quit your daydream. Um, you have to keep daydreaming. You have to keep dreaming. And I'm going to talk about the importance of that in just a second. It leads me to the next one is, is this. It's um, the next statement, the next affirmation. Your subconscious mind will always work to answer any question that you put to it. You might actually put it in the personal. My subconscious mind will always work to answer every question that I put to it. However you want to phrase that statement, either way, it's the same statement. It's the same truth. Your subconscious mind, ask it a question, and it will always give you an answer. It's required. It's a, it's a function of your subconscious mind. So, gee, I wonder what I'm going to have for lunch today. And then all of a sudden, your subconscious mind will bring to you thoughts of the possibilities that exist for you, all right? If you all of a sudden have a bad experience and your wife just called and asked you a question and and you it, it turns out that you... Uh, you forgot to do something that she has asked you to do and this is not the first time you forgot to do this thing and she's a little bit displeased and and then all of a sudden after you get off the phone, it's like, oh, man, why am I such a terrible husband? Well, you know what? Ask yourself that question and watch what happens. Seriously, just, just ask yourself any question. Pa- press pause on this podcast and ask yourself any question and then just sit in silence and watch what happens. Answers will come to any question you ever ask. So, this leads to the third affirmation or third statement that will really help you understand how you can break free from your limitations. And that is, if you change your questions, you will change your life. If you change your questions, you will change your life. Let me give you an example of of just the question that I I learned these three affirmations after the fact. Thankfully, 
through the guidance, I believe, of my creator, my God, the universe, whatever, however you want to define this, but I happen to be a Christian, and so I, I, I understand that God is directing and guiding and, and leading me. And so for me, what I recognize is that God says, was saying to me, hey, don't this daydream of yours, this dream of encouraging others, I put that there. Don't stop, you know? And hey, take, t- take a quick notice here. When you ask yourself this question, what happens for you? And here's what naturally happened for me. Yes, I had the thoughts, who would pay me? You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, what, what happens if I succeed and people are become bitter? Nobody does this. I had those thoughts. However, here's what really shifted everything for me. It's the daydreaming coaching. I wonder, ah, what would life be like if I were making a full-time living from having encouraging conversations from, with others? That's it. I, 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 begin, I just asked, my, oh man, let me just think about this. I wonder, what would life be like if I were able to make a full-time living doing this stuff over here, this, these conversations that I'm having with people through email, these conversations I'm having with people through social media, these conversations I'm having with people and these one-on-one calls that I'm scheduling with people, these what what if I could make a living from encouraging people through this content that I'm creating? And I, it's just like, what would my life be like if I were doing this Instead of selling insurance, instead of being next in line to take over the family business, what would happen that if instead, when my dad retires, instead of taking over the agency, I encourage him to sell the agency and I pursue this work instead? What would life be like if I did that? And I just kept daydreaming. And the more I daydreamed about it, the more excited I got, the more I I began to do things that moved me in that direction. I began to to ask, man, how would my life be different if I were doing this full time? What would I feel like after, you know, I I, I know how I feel after I have these occasional calls with people. How would I feel if I were having these kind of calls with people on an ongoing, consistent, persistent basis? In what ways would my work have a deeper, more meaningful impact in the lives of others through these types of conversations on a more consistent basis versus how I'm spending most of my day, which is filling out paperwork, doing computer data entry, faxing proof of insurance, and doing quotations through software. Wow. And I just kept dreaming and dreaming and dreaming, and every time I asked myself those questions, guess what? My subconscious mind kept giving me more and more mental images. See, that's the thing. Your subconscious mind will give you thoughts and mental images, imagination. For every question you ever ask it. So that's why you must be and complete awareness of the impact of the questions you're asking yourself. All right, so let me give you some examples, some limitations that I hear 
quite often, especially for those who want to to be a coach, but really for any business, it really doesn't matter. But here's, I, I do a lot of coaching these days, helping people realize their dreams. And, and oftentimes, all I have to do is just change the questions people are asking. I, I know incredibly powerful questions to ask you to get you different images in your mind. I would love to offer you one of those sessions. If you'll reach out to me, I've been mentioning it forever that you're that I'm available for coaching. But anyway, here's the limitation. Tell me if this resonates with you. Oh, I would love to start my own business doing fill in the blank. Let's just say it's coaching, but it can be anything. But I would love... Uh, it would be great if I could s- sit there and do it because I have so much desire. I love to read. I love to study. I love to learn new things. I like to pick up new skills and all this other stuff. And and you know what? I enjoy teaching others. I enjoy encouraging others. I love helping people solve problems. But I simply don't see a path for me to make a business out of this. You see, I've got lots of financial mo- financial commitments already and I simply need money right now and I don't see any path to a business model that's going to allow me to do this type of work and and make the type of money that I could make working this one two or three jobs that I may or may not like <laughs> all right if you does that resonate with you at all uh, I would love to do that but I have so many financial commitments and I need money now that I don't see any path for this to be possible Okay, so that's the limitation. Now, if you continue to argue for that limitation, you will always get to keep it. But what I love to do is I love to, before I invite somebody into a coaching conversation, I ask them a couple of questions and I I like to ask them to see if they're willing to see beyond the limitation. I just like, are you willing to entertain different questions? So let's just take this. I've got a lot of financial commitments already. I need money now, and I don't see any path to a business model. So therefore, I can't do this thing that you're that that I'm dreaming of. So why bother? All right. Well, here's some possibility questions. Who is already out there making a living from coaching or whatever it is that you want to do that I can study and learn from? Well, there's a that's a powerful question. Oh, wait a second. Who out there already has a blue, this beautiful color blue Honda Accord Sport SE that I could actually, you know, be aware of? You know, you mean this thing does exist? Wow, that's so cool. I did not know that. Well, all of a sudden, if, if you just ask this question, who's already out there making an incredible living? Who's out there already making far more money than I'm making right now doing what I don't love? But who's out there already making a living doing what I would love to do that I can study and learn from? How did they get there? That's, a, that's, a, that's just a different question you can ask. And guess what? If you ask yourself that question, you activate the RAS. You have just activated your reticular activating system. So now, guess what? People are out there all over the world doing things that you would love to do for a living and making a great living doing it. And just by asking that question, your subconscious mind is going to be on the search to find the answer to that question. So keep asking it. Keep daydreaming. All right, next one. 
how much money would I need to generate per month to live up to all of the financial commitments that I currently have? So if, if, so if your limitation is, well, I've got a lot of financial commitments already, well, and I need money now. So, so I got to do what generates the money now. It's like, okay, great. That's wonderful. So let me ask you this. How much money would you need to generate from doing this thing that you would love to do per month to live up to all your financial commitments? Now, I've asked this question to countless number of people now, and that number has been, I've had that number be as low as $3,000 a month, and I've had it you know, as, as much as $35,000 a month. And and so I've I've been all over the gamut, but let's say that the average person is ten thousand dollars a month. And those who actually say that it's less than ten thousand dollars a month, it's simply because of some programming to condition thoughts about money. And and in reality, if you're going to do business, you probably want to have at least ten thousand dollars a month. So I usually stay around the ten thousand dollar a month range range for anybody who suggests less. But if they suggest less, I can usually just keep, I I will occasionally just show them how quickly it's possible to get there. But let's just say for you, it's $10,000 a month, all right? So first of all, asking that question is an important thing. Do you know how many people have hired me as a coach and they're struggling to succeed financially in building their own business to replace their day job or jobs? And when I ask them the question, how much money do you need to generate per month to meet all your financial commitments? And they don't have the answer to this question because they've they've never asked it. They've never asked this question. It's just like, I just want to run away from this stuff that I hate and I've, I'll do anything and everything. And so I've been doing this. I've been doing that. I've been doing this. And oh, great. How much, are you, how much is that generating? Well, I've been at this for about two and a half years and I average about $1.5 to $3,000 per month. And how much do you need per month? I haven't really given that much thought. Huh. Interesting. Does that resonate with you? If it does, don't feel guilty. The great news is that I'm not hearing you and I don't personally know, you know, that you're having the thoughts that you're having right now. So this is this is all inside your head. But the good news for you, I will tell you, is that most people haven't asked this question. Instead, but what if you were to ask, how much money would I need to generate per month to live up to all my financial commitments? And let's just say that you you come to an answer and it's $10,000 a month, just for the example here, okay? So the next question that you might wanna ask is, what are at least five different products or services that I could begin offering that would allow me to generate $10,000 per month from my passion for coaching, teaching, encouraging, educating, etc.? Or if it's for you, golfing, or the outdoors life, or horseback riding, or you you fill in whatever it is, all right? But whatever your passion is, whatever you're doing, for me, it's coaching, so encouraging conversations, that, that's that's my thing. So what what are at least four, at least five different products or services that I could begin offering, not that I will, but that I could begin offering that would allow me to generate $10,000 per month from this, this thing that I want to do in the world. And then let's just say that that's $10,000 per month. And the question is, is pick one of those products. Just one, all right? One of the products on that list. And then ask yourself, if I were to provide only this product to start, 
Could I find one client who would pay me $10,000 per month on a monthly basis? Most people struggle to say yes to that. So I would then ask you to ask this question. Can I find two clients to pay me $5,000 per month consistently for this product or service? Some, believe it or not, have been able to say yes to that first question. Some say yes to the second question. there's, There's so much more possible than you can possibly imagine. But anyway, most people start to wake up right around, can I find four clients who will pay me $2,500 per month consistently for this product or service, where I could actually serve those clients and deliver all of that value in 20 to 30 hours a week? Ooh, that's an even more distinct question. <laughs> and, and if the answer is still no for some people, can I find 10 clients that would pay me $1,000 a month consistently? This is where most of the people that I serve start to turn on. This is where it's like, okay, that's a stretch for me, Cliff, but I do believe it's possible. But occasionally I work with clients who still argue for their limitation. Nope, nobody would ever pay me that. Well, okay, great. Uh, Well, not great, but I understand where you are and I've been there. So let's move on to the next question. Can I find 20 clients who would pay me $500 a month for this product or service where I could serve all 20 of those clients with no more than 20 to 30 hours a week? Again, that added distinction to the question. And the answer starts to become yes. And if it's still no for that, can I find 40 clients to pay me 250 a month? And most people can say yes to that. And then the question becomes, uh, you know, and if you still say no to that, then the question is, can I find 100 people to pay me $100 per month consistently for this product or service? This is not the only way to go around about this, but for most people, there is a way to answer yes to one of these questions. And if so, the question is, is uh, well, you get to the point where it's like, okay, 20, 40, or 100. I just don't know that I could actually scale myself and my availability, Cliff. If I, there's, I just don't see a way that I'm going to be able to serve, let's just say, 20 clients paying $500 a month. You know, because the only way I can see myself doing that, I like to do, for me, Cliff Ravenscraft, I like to do 90-minute one-on-one sessions with people. Great. Wonderful. So could you fit 20 20 clients at $500 per month into a weekly coaching schedule uh, where the for $500 a month, let's just say they're, okay, let, let, for me, I actually charge a bit more than that for just one call, per, one 90-minute call per month, but could you do this for two 90-minute calls per month? Or even weekly, could you meet with 20 people per week? Now, that's where it starts to get, it's like, oh, okay. But then, you know, it's it's not just serving those people. It's it's also the marketing and, and all this other stuff. And so it there is a point where the scaling comes out. But that's not a problem. Let's just say, okay, one-on-one is certainly one product or service that I will offer. But how about a paid mastermind group? Could I get five to 10 people? into a paid mastermind group that meets for 90 minutes every week and where people pay $1,000 a month or $500 a month. And and then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, wait a second. I could actually serve, if, if I did that and I had two different paid groups, I could have two groups with 10 members each where each person is paying $500 a month, that's $10,000 a month. That's three hours of group facilitation. That's live meetings. But you add on an hour 
you know, with 30 minutes before and 30 minutes after to prepare and to follow up on all those things. And so that's about, uh, let's just see, that's uh, one point, let's see, that's 1.5, 2.5, so five hours a week. And then, yeah, so for in five hours a week, you've got 20 clients that are receiving all the value for $500 a month. That's your $10,000 a month in only five hours a week. Now, you might think, well, gosh, well, where do I get all those people? Well, then you do have to do some marketing. And I use the Prosperous Coach method of marketing master paid mastermind groups myself. And I would see probably another, let's just say, five to 10 hours a week to fill those groups. And so now we're looking, let's just say it's 10. And so it, so now we're looking at 10, actually, let's do 10 to 15 hours. So let's do the 15 hours plus the five hours to facilitate the people who actually signed up. So now I'm working 20 hours a week making $10,000 a month. And that's if I only charge 500. And unfortunately, some people do choose to do that because of where their belief systems are about how much money people will pay them. We'll get into that in just a moment. But, um, you know, it's amazing to me how many people, even in some of my mastermind groups, I've had people who are like, I just can't see anybody paying $1,000 a month for, for my consulting, my coaching and stuff like that. I just don't see that that's possible. You see, the thing is, is these people work for this and, you know, this is, this is going to be coming out of their pocket. Their company's not going to pay for it. And, and I, I, I always like to ask this. I said, let me ask you this. How long have you been a member of the Next Level Mastermind? Oh, for two and a half years. Great. So you've been in the Mastermind group for two and a half years. Um, let me ask you this. How much money per month do you pay for this? $1,250 a month. Okay, and who is it that pays that each month? Uh, does, you, does your employer pay that? No, I do. Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. I don't think any personal human being would ever pay $1,000 a month to be in a mastermind group with you. That, that's a pretty crazy idea. I think you should probably do something much lower. <laughs> it, it happens all the time. This conversation comes up over and over again. Of course, eventually they do it. Some of them start out at 500 and they do an entire year of the mastermind group for a group of people for 500. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, they typically will grandfather people that stay in after the one year. But when it at some point during that year, or right around the one year anniversary, they start to bring in new members at $1,000 a month which they could have done from day one except for their belief systems, but that's okay. It's all a journey. You just need, you know, if you're gonna go 500, you need two, two groups of 10 instead of one group of 10 to, to hit your goal. It's, it, it, you know, there, there's lots of possibilities, but do you see all of the things that happen? Instead of saying, oh my gosh, I've got lots of financial commitments already, I need money now, I don't see any business model. Well, gosh, things start changing when you say, well, who's already out there making a living doing what it is that I want to do? What are, how much money do I need to generate to meet all of my financial commitments? What are at least five products or services that would allow me to generate that amount of money for doing what I'd love to do? And then can I find one client who will pay that much? Can I find two clients who will pay this much? Can I find four clients who pay this? And all of a sudden, the possibilities start to explode in your mind like fireworks, and you start seeing possibilities everywhere. It's all because the power of daydreaming. It's the understanding that your subconscious mind will answer whatever questions you ask, and that being in control of what questions you ask will actually control what type of responses you get. 
So that's what I'm encouraging. If you haven't written down these questions that I've just asked already, I encourage you to go and write them. Matter of fact, I'll put, I'm going to make some show notes for this episode and I'm going to take all of these questions and I'm going to put them in the show notes for this episode. So you can go and find these questions and copy and paste them or whatever you have to do if you, whatever, screenshot them, whatever works in your podcast app. Go and, and and copy and paste this. Use these questions. Answer these questions. Use them as journal prompts for yourself. All right, here's another limitation that comes up. Oh, I have so many unresolved issues in my own life. Why would anyone trust me as their coach? Now, guess what? This question asks your subconscious mind to come up with answers to support that limitation. I have so many issues in my own life. Why would anyone want to, would want to trust me as their coach? Ask this question. You'll be surprised at the limit, limitless number of answers and images and thoughts that will come to your mind to support your belief that your unresolved issues of your life are going to cause you to lack any credibility and and you will think about all the things where other people have said things like, who does he think he is? Look at him. He's no special this. He's got this going on. Why would I trust him? And you'll have lots of, you'll have recall all sorts of memories that will support your belief that nobody would trust you as their coach because you have unresolved issues. You might even go into the Bible and find, uh, you know, gosh, I'm divorced. I'm not divorced, Cliff Ravenscraft, but, you know, let's just say you're divorced. And and their Bible says, you know, nobody should consider themselves to be a leader within the church if they've been divorced because if they can't lead their family, the, this. Whew, that's, a, that's a tough one. Uh, and, and you know what, I, I, I'm not going to go into the, that issue. I might get a little controversial here. So, but I will tell you, you asked that question, why would anybody trust me? Because I, and it, which basically is, I know that I'm untrustworthy as a coach because I still have so many unresolved issues in my life. Well, you ask yourself that question, you're going to get those answers, but here are some question, questions that will open up possibilities for you. Here's the first question. Is there anyone in this world without any unresolved issues? And your subconscious mind is going to come to know unless it goes to Jesus or something like that. Um, But for the most part, anybody living here active on the earth that you could actually go and have a conversation with today. Uh, Is there anyone who who doesn't have an unresolved issue? And the answer is going to be no. And then you can respond, it's like, oh, great. I'm in wonderful company with the human race. <laughs> wow, wait a second. All of these people that I look up to, the things, the people that I think are the most credible people on the face of this planet, and all this other stuff, is it possible that they also have some unresolved issues in their life? Some things, some, some situations that they faced that, that they haven't yet overcome? You know, sometimes we we take people that we look up to and we put them on a on a pedestal and we think that they're perfect and have got everything figured out. And if we learn something about them, such as they have an extramarital affair, or if they have you know they go bankrupt in their business, or you know they you know you find out that they were a raging alcoholic while they were preaching most of their ministry, uh, sometimes sometimes we just begin to discredit them. 
Um, I encourage you, by the way, if, if that whole story, All Is Grace by Brennan Manning is a powerful story. All Is Grace, which is the memoir of Brennan Manning. Powerful question. Uh, Ruthless Trust, also by Brennan Manning. Those two books were incredibly eye-opening to me to show that how it doesn't matter how many unresolved issues that you have, you can be an incredible force for good in this world. Go, just all his grace would be worthy of that read. All right, but anyway, so th- that's the first question. It opens up a whole new line of possibility for you to realize that there's nobody out there that you look up to that doesn't have their own issues. I, that just It's just not the case, all right? Next one, next empowering question you might consider. Are these struggles, let's see, um, are there any struggles, obstacles, limitations, or any other issues that I have faced in my past that I have successfully overcome? All right, so I'm going to correct my thing here. Are there any? So I have, because I'm going to put these notes in my show notes for you. Are there any struggles, obstacles, limitations, or any other issues that I have faced in my past that I have successfully overcome? Now, the chances are, (laughs) the answer is yes. All right, and I encourage you to begin making a list, a very long list. Here's another affirmation for you that you could write down. The obstacle is the way. Turn your suffering into wisdom is another one. I encourage you to document and share what you've learned. All right, document and share what you've learned. All right, here's another question for you. In what way will my current list of unresolved issues give me even further credibility and wisdom as I begin to tackle them one by one as I continue my life's journey? Will you, all of a sudden it's like, wow, you know, I do have all of these unresolved issues in my own life that I still haven't overcome. What an incredible platform for me to share what I'm currently struggling with and my plans to overcome it and what I'm learning along the way so that I can share all of that with others so that they could actually get through it much easier than what I'm currently facing myself. Now, all of a sudden, what was, was perceived to be a limitation is actually a stepping stone for your success. Do you see the power of questions? Here's another limitation. I don't have enough experience or as much experience as so many other people who already do this work. I'm not nearly as qualified as others. Why would anyone hire me when they could hire someone else who has so much more experience and far more qualifications. Well, guess what? Ask that question, and your subconscious mind will give you convincing answers to support your limitation. Argue for your limitations, and you will get to keep them every time. But what if you were to daydream and ask some powerful questions, knowing your subconscious mind is gonna answer every question you pose it? Well, here's some questions you might ask. And again, these will be in the show notes. Are there people out there who have less experience than I have in this area who would be delighted to learn from the experience I've had so far? 
your subconscious mind is going to say yes. I promise you. And and you know what? As soon as you ask the question, as soon as your subconscious mind flips the switch and says yes, it turns on the reticular activating system. And guess what you're going to see? That beautiful blue Honda Accord Sport SE everywhere you go. I'm sorry, you're going to find those people out there who have less experience than you currently have in that area who would be delighted to learn from the experiences that you've gained so far. I love this stuff. All right, here's the next question. Is it possible that I, the fact that I am new and just starting out, is it possible that this could work out to my advantage? Now, I've, I'm looking at my notes here. Is it possible that the fact that I'm new and just starting out could work to my advantage? So I just updated that for your questions in the show notes. And you asked this question. Is it possible that just being getting started on this journey, is it possible that it, it could work to my advantage? Ask your subconscious mind that question and watch what happens. Here are some answers that came up for me when I began asking this question. Well, here's answer number one. Some people would much rather hear from you, Cliff, someone that they have come to know and trust rather than somebody that you personally know and trust, but where the person that you look up to does not resonate with them. I can give you many examples. In fact, there are at least 20 people listening to this podcast episode right now who have heard me go on and on about how much I love Tony Robbins and you should go and learn this thing from Tony Robbins and blah, 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 and this and Tony Robbins. And I'm sure you don't want to hear me when you could learn it from Tony Robbins. Matter of fact, one of you came to one of my workshops where I played a clip from Tony Robbins teaching uh, one of these things and, and somebody gave me the feedback and said, Cliff, in the future, when you do this session, I encourage you to teach that session rather than playing from Tony Robbins. Personally, I don't like Tony Robbins. Uh, and I've heard, like I said, 20 different people have said, listen, I do not like Tony Robbins. I don't like his voice. I don't like this. I don't like that. They, they've listed off a number of different things they don't like about Tony Robbins, all things that have never really been a concern to me. And I still love and respect and look up to Tony Robbins for so many things, recognizing that he's still got his own issues. And I don't see if anybody is perfect, but you know, it, it is what it is. And sometimes people, it's his voice alone. Just the gravelly and, and rockiness of his voice may be enough. But whatever the case may be, I know, I know for a fact there have been at least 20 people that says, Cliff, I would much rather have you go to a conference and learn from Tony Robbins and come back and share what you learned. I'd much rather have you read a book from Tony Robbins and you and hire you as my coach to teach me what you've learned from Tony. It's just over and over and over again. There's something about me that resonates with my audience. They, it's like, listen, I really love your voice. I love the way that you speak. I love the way that you communicate. I love the stories that you tell. I, I can relate to your stories so much more than somebody else's stories. I want to hear it from you. All right, so there you go. The next one, is it possible that uh, the fact that I'm new and just starting out could work to my advantage. Well, here's another subconscious response. Okay, here's one for you, Cliff. 
As people continue to master their skills and build even greater amounts of value from their acquired knowledge and wisdom, they can begin to demand even higher prices and demand much more than you would ever dream of charging at this stage in your game. This means that you may be far more accessible, available for you know questions, and you're, you could be far more affordable than the people that you might be comparing yourself to. Hmm. Yeah. Send Tony Robbins a question via email. See if see how long it takes you. Here, here's what I would encourage you to do. Send an email to Tony at TonyRobbins.com. Ask Tony Robbins to personally respond to a question that you have. All right. And then send an email to Cliff at CliffRavenscraft.com. Ask me a question. Ask me to personally respond to you. See who you get a personal response from first. And and my guess is that you'll probably get a response from me first. All right? Try to hire Tony for one-on-one coaching. Try to be in, try to sign up for a paid mastermind group where Tony shows up for 90 minutes during that call every single week. All right? And then try doing that with me. See which one becomes available to you. Which one, Who is more accessible and more affordable? So, wow, you, not, not only may you resonate more with me, but the fact that, that I am not as far down that path of, you know, the demand on my time and the, the, the you know, the, my belief in what I can charge and what people are paying and, and all of the marketing that I've done to acquire the, the amount of people who are in the right position to, to pay the pricier premium products and services and stuff like that, the fact that I'm not that far down the road actually works out to my advantage and yours, potentially, if you wanted to work with me. Anyway, here's another one. Is, is there any other way that the fact that I'm new and just starting out and, and don't have as much experience and, and, and uh, credibility or whatever as all these other people, all these other skills, well... Um, if, if you go and ask that question, you're going to find that you'll find the answer is yes, and you'll create a long list of answers to that question. And you'll find that you almost owe it to people to give them the opportunity to have access to someone who is more accessible and more affordable than the big name, big name mentors that you're looking up to. All right. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna wrap on this because I realize that I'm I'm just about over an hour if I'm not already over an hour. So limitation, I don't have the following you have, Cliff. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I, I and of course I thought it's like I don't have the following that Tony has. I don't have the following that Michael Hyatt has. I don't have the following that this has. And blah 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 blah. I've I've been there so much. I I understand this one. So here's a question for you. Who do you know that came to this earth after being born that came with a large following? All right. And you might go to Jesus. Well, you know, there were people looking for him. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Other than Jesus, who do you know on this earth that was born with a large following? You'll find that nobody was. All right, so this is great. This is wonderful. This means that you're in great company with the rest of the human race. All right, here's another powerful question. What are the common qualities and characteristics of those who actually attain large followings? Might be an interesting thing to study, to learn, and begin documenting. 
hmm, how can I become more like this? How can I, you know, what what of what of these resonate with me? How can I live if if a following is something that I believe that is required? Again, you might one of the possibility questions is do I have to have a large following? To have to make a great living, that would be another powerful question. I don't have it on. I'm gonna actually add, put that on here. So I'm gonna put that as question number one. Do do I require a large following to make a living doing what I most desire to do? All right. And so that that might be the first question. And, and I can tell you right now. It, can you find one client to pay you $10,000 a month? Can you find two clients to pay you 5,000? Can you find four clients to pay you 2,500? Can you find 10 clients to pay you 1,000? Well, guess what? You don't need an audience in the tens of thousands. You don't even need an audience in the thousands. If you just had one or 200 people who were following you, your podcast, your blog, your email newsletter, or whatever, and you had those one or one, two or three hundred people who were following you. Um, you only need ten of them to pay a thousand dollars a month. You only need four of them to pay twenty five hundred dollars a month. You only need two of them to pay. You know, it's uh, I would anyway. You get the idea. So I, I I'm look, thinking back. Did I say all of that correct? It doesn't matter. You get the idea. So I'm going to continue on. Anyway. So, so do I require this large following that I think that I is that this is such a big obstacle that's in my way? More, in most cases, the answer is no. Uh, who on this earth was born with the following? No one. Good. I'm in a. I'm in same place. What are the qualities and characteristics that the people who have large followings have in common? Begin to study that and see if you can't begin to apply some of that to your own journey. And then the next question is, is there anyone who has a large following out there that I can study and learn what steps they may have taken to gain such a following? I bet you if you ask that question, you're going to find the answer is yes. (laughs) All right. And then the final question, I'll just leave this one on is, what platform or platforms am I willing to put my message out there aka create content, to gain my my next or my first follower. That's it. So here's what I want to reemphasize. If you argue for your limitations, you are always going to get to keep them. Nobody will ever be able to strip you from your limitations as long as you argue for the validity of your limitation. The truth is... You are not limited by anything other than what you believe in your mind. Oftentimes, the biggest struggle for creating the things you want to create in this life is because you've been taught to stop daydreaming. You've been taught and conditioned to not ever consider leaving the day job. Don't quit your day job. You know, uh, and the one thing you haven't been taught, well, some of you have, uh, is that your subconscious mind is actually answering every question you ask it. And most of the time, we are not asking ourselves constructive, positive, possibility-opening questions. Change your questions, and you will change your life. Check out the show notes 
for it, for this podcast episode. They're just going to be plopped in the same way that I'm looking at them now. I'm just going to copy them and paste them. They're not going to be beautifully formatted or anything like that. But the questions are there. Begin to ask these questions. And and think, what are, what is it that you want to create in this world? What do you what is it that you would really love? Are you daydreaming every day? Are you asking powerful questions every day? And if you are struggling to come up with the right powerful questions and and it can be a struggle at first because we uh, we can be habitually asking these negative questions. Um I w- I would love to have a conversation with you. I would love to have an encouraging conversation with you. I'd love to consider having you as a member of my mastermind group if you're a full-time self-employed business owner who, you know, if, if you're not making a minimum of $10,000 a month every single month consistently in your business, then apply for the Next Level Mastermind. I'd love to put you in a group of other business owners who are or in are just over the process. A lot of people came into the group. They're like, you know what? I'm I'm making about three to five thousand dollars a month right now. My goal is within the next eighteen months to be, to be able to get to thirteen thousand dollars a month. And if I can get to thirteen thousand dollars a month, I'll leave my day job. I think that's going to take me about eighteen months. And then Dan Faulkner says, oh, he got into his first hot seat. We asked him some powerful questions. He realized how much money he was uh, throwing out the window by working for the day job. He went and found two new clients. And by his next hot seat, he announced, I'm going to leave my next, I'm leaving my day job. Today, he's full-time self-employed and he actually has multiple employees. So, you know, I, I, I could just tell you story after story after story. Not everybody, you know, turns around and has that overnight kind of thing, but he had, his wasn't overnight. He, he had been working on what he had been working on for many, many years. He just, his, his reticular activating system just did not make him aware of the possibilities. And once we, all we, did, all we needed to do was ask a couple of questions, and it opened up the floodgates of opportunity for him. And then during his remaining of time in the Next Level Mastermind, we were able to help him make that transition of how do I do this and how do I create this in my business and how do I do, you know, what do you think about how do I handle this client situation and I just made this proposal and I made this mistake, what do you think I should do? I mean, that's what we're here for. That's what the Next Level Mastermind is all about. And sometimes it's, hey guys, things are, you know, whether they're good or whatever in my business, I've got some things that came up in my personal life and I'm really struggling, you know, to stay focused on the business because this is going on. What do you guys think about what's going on in my personal life, whether it's a relationship with my spouse or my kids or my health or, you know, whatever else is going on with my my aging parents. You know, that's the next level mastermind is business owners supporting and encouraging one another where every single member of the next level mastermind is committed to the success of every other member in the group. We all bring our areas of expertise, our experience, our skills, talents, and abilities, everything of value that we bring to the table. We work in perfect harmony for the betterment of other people in this group to make their dreams a reality, to make sure that they're asking the right questions to get the right answers for them. So that's that. And of course, there are some of you who are listening say, listen, Cliff, that, you know, building a business, that's not my thing. I'm really wanting to get some insight on this issue, whatever fill in the blank is. Uh, And that's where my one-on-one coaching comes in. So I encourage you, if you haven't done so already, and this if, if this episode resonates with you, 
please go to cliffravenscraft.com, click the work with me tab, and fill out an application for my one-on-one coaching or my next level mastermind. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do, including the quality of the questions you ask yourself, take everything you do in life to the next level. Mindset Answer Man